Good morning, everybody. This is a vision we never thought we'd see. Andrew is running off to the airport, but Andrew is special. We're going to dedicate this one to you because uh, even though you're going to the airport, you made a special uh, trip, and it's given us the first opportunity to see you walk into shul, something I've never seen. I feel like making a shechayanu. I just walk upstairs. Because oh, you're always here. <laughs> When we get here. Okay. Today, Bezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Daf Gimel, Meseches Megillah, but we have a gap, Mehodu Kush here. I'm still staring at that big, fancy-looking word, Megillah, on the top of Bezam at Alf, on the very last line, and we're going to, God willing, catch up, show you that we could chisel away at it, Andrew. Okay. We were talking about like this. You know, famously, Meseches Megillah starts with all the potential days, all the way from the 11th to the 15th of Adar, that the Megillah can be read. And as we discussed yesterday, and I think we did fall behind Andrew because we had a long introduction and a short cheer, but hopefully we'll make some headway. The ambiguity, as we mentioned yesterday, of when to read Megillah is embedded into Megillah Esther itself. After all, Megillah Esther doesn't even say anything about reading Megillah. As we will see today, it mentions the word Zikaron, but it doesn't really tell you to read the Megillah, and it mentions multiple days. Where else do you have another mitzvah that for whatever reason, in one specific location, it's said at a different time than, 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 than everywhere else? And here, the idea that in Ayaras that are Mukafas Choma, walled cities, it should be a different time than regular cities, like walled cities all over the world. It's fascinating. We're going to dig in a little bit more today. Be that as it may, we left off saying that the whole notion of having extra days besides the 14th uh, for the regular cities and the 15th for the walled cities is in fact on, is in fact Kenega the Chachamim. The Chachamim themselves say that it was always the 14th and the 15th and that is where we leave with Akasha, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Ashi, last line on Bezim Adalaf, Rabbi Ashi, Kasha lay the Rabbi Yehuda, Ad Rabbi Yehuda. And you see two statements from Rabbi Yehuda that seem to contradict each other as follows. As we turn to Bezim and Bez, Umokim la so we're giving away already what the Teretz is going to be. That we had a Mishnah and, and a Brisa, both of which are according to Rabbi Yehuda, and they contradicted each other. And the way Rav Ashi resolved it is by saying that the Brisa, the Mishnayas, were fully edited. So you don't mess with the Mishnayas. So the content and the Manda Amar of the Mishnah was left as Rabbi Yehuda. And the way the Ravashi resolved the contradiction was to change the Manda Amar of the Brisa to be somebody else, to be Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, and therefore there was no contradiction. And now the Gemara is going to explain how this all went down as follows. It says, Is it really true what Rabbi Yehuda said yesterday in Dafalaf that Bismana that, since we rely, Mistaklin Ba means we rely on the date of Purim in order to determine the date of Pesach since we're not really holding uh, so well by the calendar and therefore we only read the Megillah at its proper time we're not going to mess around with the 12th and 13th and the 11th Urimini it's a contrast in Rabbi Huda's opinion in the Mishnah in, in, um, in, that we're going to be reading on Daf I'm Rabbi Huda. What does the Mishnah say? A Masai. When can the Megillah be read earlier than the 14th? Only in a place where you have what? The, when you have to enter the towns on the Mondays and Thursdays as discussed. And what Rabbi Huda says in the Mishnah on Daf is that in Shomrei or in Shari Zion, as it were, right, where they don't go on Mondays and Thursdays, we have to read at its proper time. Okay? Um, in other words, that, well, that's, I think I read that a little bit wrong. 
In other words, it's true that in Makom Shinichnas and Shein Bechamishi, it's true what I said, that in Shari Zion and Shomri, which are considered a Yaris Kedolos, then you're going to read it on the 14th, right? But I think what this statement, the Mishnah and Dafed means is that even in a Kfar, even in Silver Spring, if it's a place where people don't travel on Shein Bechamishi, if they're not going to have interaction with the city, that is right with the metropolis nearby, that people go in Shani Chamishu. So why are we going to read on a different day? Right? So in that case, they're going to be reading it Bismana. Be that as it may, we're going to get to that in Dafhei. But the point is that Rabbi Yehuda holds, right? It sounds like Rabbi Yehuda holds that even Bismana Hazek, because he's talking about the Zman of the Mishnah, right? You could go back to the Shani Chamishu, right? That if you were in a situation like we discussed yesterday, the typical situation of our Mishnah, we have a kfar, right, like Silver Spring, that has to read, to go to Shomrei to read, we're only going to make you go to Shomrei to read on Sheni V'chamishi, and it sounds like Rabbi Huda himself is saying that you have to go back, even Bizman Hazet, right, even at the time where we are relying, that are Mistaklin Ba, even at that time you still have to have scenarios where you're going to be reading on the 11th, 12th, and 13th. Right, so the question that Barry asks is, how are you going to then deal with knowing when Pesach is going to be? You know, people looked at the day. How are you, how are you going to do it? You're going to have to figure out a different way of doing it, right? Potentially, according to this, right? In other words, uh, we had, I mean, what our Mishnah is also, right? The very first Mishnah, Megillah, Nikres, Biyadal, 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 Gimel. How are they dealing with it? That's a question you could have asked on the first line of our Mishnah, right? What does, what does the Tanakhama hold? so to speak. What does our Mishnah, the author of our Mishnah, um, hold uh, with regards to that? So there's other ways of figuring out what Pesach is other than looking at the Megillah. But, 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 you bring, but you're right. That was the motivation, right, for doing it otherwise, for, for, for actually keeping the days, right? In other words, I can ask you the opposite question. The people, those who rely on when we read Megillah in order to know when, when uh, Pesach is, what are they doing with all the Limudim that are teaching us that, you know, what, how, what's their recourse for the Ayaris and the Kfar? How are they going to manage to get all the food or whatever the reasoning that Rashi gives that you have to do? Would they have to, what? They have to come in before Pesach at some point also? Yeah, and at some point... Before, in, in other words, the same way you sent out messengers to, for Tikkun Amodos. <laughs> they'd have to come back and either drop, pick stuff up or drop off food for them for Yotov, so they'd figure out what it was. Right, and, and I would add to what Benjamin is saying. In other words... You realize your Pesach and Purim are the same time in the month. So, you know, if you can figure out when Purim is, you should be able to use whatever the same method to figure out when Pesach is. Now, Pesach is more critical, right? Because for Purim, you're only figuring out when the Megillah is, and it's a Takanas Chazal, and as we've seen, it's not, it's not as critical, right? In fact, we see that the Sudan Mishta is the Iker of the celebration of Purim, right? But... So, so it's true that Pesach is more critical. But whatever you did to figure out when Purim is, do that to figure out when Pesach is. Okay. Be that as it may, the Gemara uh, spells out the question. The Gemara says, mm-hmm. So they're asking basically, right, Barry's question, you're going to say that if even Bizman is there, what are you going to do? Um, and in fact, it's a contradiction for Yehuda Yehuda. So says the Gemara, So what we did to, to resolve this was to say that our Mishnah is like Rabbi Yehuda, and, right, and therefore we're going to talk about, what I mean is the, the uh, concept that we brought down, that we do read it on 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th, that's like Rabbi Yehuda, and the Brisa is 
like Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda, um, right? And there, and therefore, the brace of Hoylum is Taklinba, in Korinos, Ela Bismana, that is Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Yehuda. And now the Gemara asked him, Shim Takashalei, the Rabbi Yehuda, Ad Rabbi Yehuda, Maikim, Ad Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda. What's the question here? The question is as follows. You have two, a contradiction between two Bryces, right? And both of them, uh, I'm, right, again, you have a contradiction, rather, between a Mishnah and a Brysa. Both of them according to Rabbi Yehuda. And they say two different things. So what are you going to do? You t- normally, it would make sense to change the content of the Brysa. We know that the Mishnah stays as is, both in terms of who says it and what he says. But the Brysa, you could either change the content of the Brysa to fit the Mishnah, or you could change the Manda Amar. It's unusual to change the Manda Amar. As Rashi here explains, it would be more typical, actually it's the Ritva here that explains, it would be more, more typical not to change the Manda Amar, right, but to rather change the content of the Brysa. Because, you know, when, when you're memorizing the Brysas, even though they're not edited, you're saying it to shame somebody, right? So why would you come up with like a totally random other person that said it? Where Mehechetesa, there's Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda, right? So that, that makes less sense than to amend the context and the content a little bit in order to, right, line up the shitas. So answers the Gemara. Ravashi Shmiele, the Ikaratana Leikar Rabbi Yehuda, the Ikaratana Leikar Rabbi Yosef Rabbi Yehuda. Yeah, Ravashi didn't get this resolution out of nowhere. He had heard, or he had a tradition, he had learned early, at some point in his life that one of these was like Rabbi Yehuda, either the Mishnah or the Brisa, and one of them was like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda. And he didn't know which was which. Well, once you already know that one is like Rabbi Yosef Yehuda, or with regards to the Brisa, he might have learned, because the Mishnah is authoritative. So that had to be like Rabbi Yehuda. But with regards to the Brisa, he heard that either Rabbi Yosef Yehuda said it, or Rabbi Yehuda said it. Once he saw that there was a contradiction, then he assumed as the Gemara says, that it was like Rabbi, like Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yehuda, as the Gemara continues to say, once he saw that if you learn that the Bryce says, according to Rabbi Yehuda, it's a contradiction on himself, so Amar, so he deduced that he, those who say that the Bryce of Rabbi Yehuda sounds like they're not Lav Dafka, which is to say it's not, it's plainly inaccurate. And those who say that it's like Rabbi Yosef Rehuda, that has to be the accurate, uh, right, tradition, because once you say that it's like Rabbi Yosef Rehuda, so then you understand why those two shitas, the Brises and the Mishnah, were different. So it comes out that Rabbi Yehuda is, in fact, holding like we have in our Mishnah and Hay, which sounds like even Bizman Hazeh, which is the Bizman of Mishnah, it's going to be, uh, right, as our first Mishnah says. So now we're at the two dots in the middle, Thin, of the thin lines. And we get back to this very unusual idea that the day in Mukafos Choma is fluid. Where do you learn such a thing? So we're going to look into the Megillah and try to figure it out. Prozim, as we said yesterday, it's a, it's a Pasuk in the Megillah. Prozim is Baltimore, right? A city that's big but not walled. What does it say there? It says that if you continue with the pasuk, it says that they continued and they and they would do what made the fourteenth of Adar a day of Mishnah v'Simcha. That's what the Megillah says. Okay, says the Gemara. the Right? Why? Because again, only two dates are mentioned in the Megillah. It says in pasuk Chavhei that the, we celebrated. The Megillah itself says. Right, that we celebrated, uh, rather, Pasuk Chafalaf. 
It says, That's a straight up Pasuk out of the Megillah. So we see, That is straight up. So we know that it could be either the 14th or the 15th. So, and we also know in the Pasuk that we just quoted from Pasuk, right, Yudtes, right, that Pasuk says, so there it is. Simcha, Mishloach, Manos. All of those things, right, are mentioned with regards to the Jews in Baltimore and otherwise in the, in the big cities that are unwalled. So you put it all, to, all together. We know that we have a celebration on the 14th and a celebration on the 15th. We know that Mishloach, Manos, and the Suda, and the Mishta is in the Prozim on the 14th. So therefore, we can deduce from the fact that all of that happens in the Prozim on the 14th, Mukafin Bechamim Shasar, that what's left, the additional celebration is going to be in the Ayaris Mukafos, and we know that there is a celebration somewhere on the 15th, and therefore it must be that that's why we learn that the Mukafos Chama are going to have their Purim on the 15th. Okay. Now, as we will see in the Hemshech of the Gemara, all of this is with regards to the Mishnah of Semcha and Mishloch Manot. The Gemara is later going to ask, how, what does anything, any of this have to do with when we actually read the Megillah? But we'll tie up all of the celebration of Purim to Mikra Megillah soon enough. Be that as it may, right now we're asking, where do we even know that the date is different in the Mukafas Choma from this, from the fact that we know that there's two parties, one on the 14th, one on the 15th, the Prozos have the 14th, therefore the Mukafas Choma must have the 15th, says the Gemara. The aim of Prozim Barbasar and Mukafin Klal Klal Lo. Well, why don't you just follow the Psukim in the, in, in the Gemara, in the, in the Megillah rather? Why don't you just follow the Psukim in the Megillah and say, listen, we know that the Prozim are celebrating on the 14th. And we, don't, and we know that there's two parties, but Mukafas Choma, maybe they don't celebrate it at all. The Gemara says, what do you mean? Velavi, Sral Ninu? What do you mean? They're not Jewish? <laughs> what do you mean? Of course. How, what does that mean you don't celebrate Purim? Jews celebrate Purim. Oh. The ode, Mehodu Vat Kushksiv, an interesting idea here, that it says that the celebration was from Mehodu Vat Kush, right? <clears throat> now, as Rashi points out, Mehodu Vat Kush is in uh, Perak Aleph, Pasuk Aleph, right? That Mehodu Vat Kush is the extent of Achashverosh's dominion, right? Mehavet, right, 127, right, lands. That's all it says. It's in the first Pasuk. It never says that that's where they celebrated. Yeah, but later, the Pasuk said at the end, towards the end of the Megillah, it says that Mordechai says he wrote this farm, El Kol Hayudim, Ashebechol Medinosom Elchachashverosh, the Kayim Aleim, the Yos Oisim, Monsieur Barbasal Chodesh, Adar, Vesyom Chamisha, Sarbo, Bechol Shanavishana. In other words, at the end of the Megillah, it says that wherever there was Jews, there was the party on Purim. Oh, so he put that together with the very first Pasuk in Megillah Sester, and where was there Jews? Mehodu Vadkush, which is another way of saying, there's no Jews that are not going to party anywhere in the world on these days. So that's out. And, and Kalv Chomer, where it would be ironic, you're not going to celebrate it in Mukafas Choma, Dafka? Of course you are. So that's for sure not the option, okay? So the Gemara says, Ve'ema prazim barbesar, mukafin barbesar, Okay, but again, there's nothing to say that we're nailing it down to only the 15th for the Mukafas Choma. Maybe it's like this. The prazim do arbasar, that's Befeirish from the Megillah. But maybe the Mukafas Choma should do on the 14th or 15th, maybe both. Why not? The Pasuk, after all, says, That sounds like straight up from the Megillah. 
somebody's parting two days, let it be the people that represent the people of Shushan, so to speak, that are in the wall cities. Says the Gemara, no. So then, then you would have said it like that. You would have said that the 14th and the 15th are a party. However, the S, Yom Chamishasar, has that extra S in, in between, sounds like there's two different things. Asa Ace Upasik. The Ace comes and breaks up the party of the 14th and the party of the 15th to imply, right, that Hani Bar Basar, Vahani Bachimachamishasar. There's a certain group that's partying the morning on the 14th and a certain group that's partying on the 15th. There's nobody that's partying both days. According to, because of this word ve'es, that breaks up the party. Some group, as we know, is the prazim, they're doing it the 14th, must be the mukafas chomar doing the 15th. Says the Gemara, how about this? Ve'ema prazim barbasar, okay, the prazim barbasar we know. Mukafin ibo barbasar, ibo chamesar. I understand that they're not going to do the 14th and the 15th because of this word ve'es, but maybe they get an option. It's like optional. You could either party on the 14th or the 15th if you are in the mukafas chomar. Says the Gemara, in the second wide line in Beis Amid Beis, Amar Kra Bismanehem. We have this word Bismanehem, right? That's in the pasuk in Megillah Esther. Now, there's not going to be an overlap. Bismanehem means different places have different times, which means the Prazim have only the 14th and the Mukafas Chama have only a different date, which is the 15th. Okay, so now the Gemara says, why the 15th? Wait a minute. <coughs> Well, what do you mean, Plesa? Where are you coming up with the 13th? Doesn't the Megillah say the 15th? So here, the Farshim have to explain that the Megillah only mentions the 15th for Shushan itself. Right? It doesn't say what to do for the rest of the Mukafas Choma. Say Nechinami, Shushan maybe would have been the 15th. But maybe Bizmanehem is just saying there's a different day. So guess what? This is Max's question from yesterday. Right? Anytime you could party, maybe you should move the party earlier. Right? Uh, that's what he learned yesterday. Don't waste time. Uh, party as soon as you can. Says the Gemara, no. Kishushan. It's an interesting thing that we have to have this assumption that just that wherever we are in a Mukafas Choma, we have to celebrate it like Shushan. So it's not going to have this thing where the Prazim do it on the 14th, Shushan does it on the 15th, and everyone else does it a different day. It's whatever the Mukafas Choma are going to do, they're going to do it like Shushan. And so far, Max, we've arrived and figuring out why the Prazim are doing it on the 14th and Shushan is going, and other Mukafas Chama are all going to do it on the 15th. So now the Gemara finally asks, Ashkechan Asiya, Zachir Aminalan, all of these, if you read the Pasuk, what do the Pasuk say? That it knows that Yom Arbasar, Lechodesh Adar, Simcha, Umishta, Viyontav, Mishloch, Manos, Ishlareyehu. How do you celebrate Purim? You have a party, and you have a Mishta, and you give Mishloch, Manos. Where does it ever say Megillah? Our Mishnah is discussing Mikra Megillah. The Megillah doesn't, Megillah Sassar doesn't talk about that. So how do we know that any of this applies to Megillah at all? So Amar Kra, uh, to Kriyas Megillah, right? So Amar Kra, v'hayamim ha'ele nizkarim v'na'asim. This is Pasuk Chavches in Parakhtas at the end. That the days are what? Remembered and done. Itkash zechira le'asiya, right? That you're comparing the time of the Kriyas Megillah which is Zechira, right? Zechira is you read something. So the, that is where we learn. In other words, we're just told to remember. How do you remember? Well, we have Megillah Sester. What better way is there to remember than to have the Zechiv of Kriyas Megillah? And since it says, Niskarim Venasim, so whichever day you're going to ascribe to the Mishnah of Simchan Machshach Manos, 
which is really the Iker celebration, so to speak, of Purim. So that's when you're going to do the Zechira of the Kriyas Megillah. Of course, we said yesterday that's not always true, right? When you have to break it up, there is such a thing as a Purim Meshulash, where everything is all over the place. <coughs> but Iker Adin, right, they're supposed to start off with the same day. If it happens to be that you can't do Kriyas Megillah on Shabbos, it's going to shift. But that's, that's not for now yet. Okay. So now the Gemara says, Masnisen Deloki Haitana. Our Mishnah is not like the following Bryce of the Tanya. This has to do with the Yemos Yeshua bin Nun. Let's dig in, right? We said that the walled cities have to be walled from the days of Yeshua bin Nun. However, there is a Bryce that says that they have to be walled, understandably, from the days of Purim. My time is Yeshua bin Karcha. What's his reasoning? Well, Kishushan. <laughs> what about Shushan itself? Shushan, ma Shushan mukefes chomim mosa chashverosh bekorin bechamishasar. Of course, mukefes chomim mosa chashverosh korin bechamishasar. Right now that we've linked up the Kriyas Megillah to the Asiya of the right of the celebration of Purim, so it's clear that we're going to read no matter what you say about anything about mukefes choma and when they should be mukefes choma from Shushan is going to do the fifteenth, right? So once you learn. That Shushan's fifteenth. You go to Shushan now. There is no wall on Shushan, as far as I know. But I would imagine that says the Gemara that Shushan has to celebrate on the fifteenth because that's Beferish, right? So it would be a, 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 a situation where it's a it's a city that's not Mukaf Choma where you read it on the fifteenth. Well, if that's the case, right? So then it would make sense that all the cities would have to go based on what was Mukaf Choma at the time that Shushan had the wall. Okay, so. Now let's turn to our mission. I've totally done my time. What could be our reasoning to make it from the days of Yeshua ben Nun? So says the Gemara. Yalef parzi parzi. We're pulling a fast one. We're taking the word parzim, which we mean city, and we're taking it from somewhere where it appears in where chumish. In the word in the chumish, we have the word parzim. It says ksiv hachal kein hayudima parzim. That's from Megillah Esther, right? Therefore, the Jews of the unwalled cities have to read on the fourteenth. Uchsiv Hasam. Hasam is in Devarim, say for Devarim. Levad Right? We're talking about conquering uh, cities on their way to Eretz Israel. You have Moshe there, you have Yehoshua bin Nun there. And it says, Wow. Just like obviously when Yeshua came and conquered Eretz Israel, right, the word Prazi appears. So we say there we had a concept of a unwalled city, and therefore, in, by definition, in contrast, we had a walled city, and therefore, since we used the word prazim in the Chumash, and then the word prazim in the Megillah, it must, uh, we create a parallel, and that's how we hook up to the days of Yeshua ben Nun. Wow. So the Gemara says, Bish, ben didan. I can understand why Yeshua ben Karcha didn't learn this, the Lesle prazi prazi, because he doesn't have this hekesh of prazi prazi, and therefore, the logical choice would be to say that you're talking about a city from the days of Shushan, because that's the context, right? But us, who link it up to Yeshua Ben-Nun, why don't we find the logic of Yeshua Ben-Karcha compelling? Because it certainly is, right? So why are we going back to the days of Yeshua Ben-Nun? What do you mean? What's the reason? It's like Prazi Prazi, right? Well, we hold of Prazi Prazi, and therefore... We hold of that drasha. And once we hold of that drasha, that's our reasoning. Birnbaum likes to think that this uh, back and forth conversational kind of hermeneutic, every uh, Masechta has its own flavor 
we've been asking these unique kinds of questions. Like, what do you think? But there was somebody with a little bit more personality or something or attitude in the base medish when we were writing up Maseches Megillah because we, we were seeing a style that we have not seen up to now uh, with the same uh, right degree of consistency. Anyway, what do you mean? Just like we asked earlier, he says, "What do you mean the fifteenth that, that that people in Shushan should celebrate? They're not Jews, Vilavi Israel. They knew anyway. Similarly, we say, my Taima does They don't hold of the." We hold of that Hekesh, and therefore we hold from the days of Yeshua Benun. So Gemara clarifies the question. No, it means like this. In other words, if you're actually living in Shushan Bizman Hazeh, right, then it's awkward. You're going to have a situation where you're living in Shushan, and they didn't have, Shushan today doesn't have a wall. So what are you going to say? That because it, you're going to say that, and, and also, by the way, it didn't have a wall the days of Yeshua ben Nun. <laughs> so what are you going to say? That you're sitting in Shushan where the whole thing happened and the Megillah says to celebrate on the 15th and you're not going to celebrate it? Look at Prozim Velokim Mukafin. It's not like a walled city and it's not like an old, unwalled city. In other words, the question is like this. How can we who hold of Prozi Prozi and say that we're learning, this is, this is in fact the halacha today, us who learn that the halacha is, that the walled cities have to be walled from the days of Yeshua ben Nun, what are we doing about the awkward conundrum of Jews that are living in Shushan that wasn't walled at the time of Yeshua ben Nun? It's very weird for them to specifically not be, to, to go back to the days of Yeshua ben Nun. They were there when it really happened, and they're in the place where it happened, and when Megillah says that it should be on the 15th. Awkward, right? So what do you do with that? So the Gemara answers, Amarav, Amri like, KD, that's the name of the guy, KD. Shine Shushan Hoyle Vanasabanes. Shushan is different because there was a miracle performed there, which is another way of saying, as Rashi explains, right? Shanisan Lahem that Al Karchach Lo Nahu Atesva, Vachen Kavola Doros. In other words, Shushan is going to be an exception, as Rashi explains. Right? In other words, even if it wasn't walled at Yeshua Nun, and if it, even if it's never walled, Shushan is always going to be 15th. So that's how we reconcile the Yeshua ben Nun thing. We leave Shushan on the side and say, yeah, you're fine. You're always going to be the 15th. Fine. So now we're going to uh, go back to Yeshua ben Karach. So we have this funny thing, you'll remember, because especially Binyamin, who's the Baal Kaire, that we say, Medina, Medina, ear the ear. Everyone is going to celebrate. So what does it mean? So it says the, so you have to learn. This is, means we're celebrating everywhere. So, right? To differentiate the different kinds of places, right? Some places is and some is in other words, right? According to us, right? We, we're saying now the following that we have a couple of different distinctions. We have Ayaros Mukafas Choma. And we have Ayaris not Mukafas Choma. And then we have all those Ayaris. And then we have Shushan, which is everyone else. So by saying Medina, Medina, ear, ear, we're saying some places, some Medinos are different than others, which is to say some have walls, some have don't. And then ear, ear is like saying some cities are Shushan and some are not Shushan, right? Because of the fact that Shushan is an outlier, Medina, Medina, and ear, ear both make sense. However, I understand, because even he, everyone understands that there's a distinction between walled and unwalled cities. Lechalek, right, 
bein mukaf and chomim mivasach hashverosh or shein mukaf and chomim mivasach hashverosh. Ela ir veir lemai asa. In other words, what was attractive about Rabbi Shimon Karcha is that Shushan was not an outlier city. But now it's messing him up because we have a medina medina in ir leir, and we don't know what ir leir is coming to teach us, uh, what it's alluding to. So I'm like Rishuv and Karcha. He's going to say the following: I'll flip it on you. Well, son of didan minicha. What do you mean? Is it, it really works for you so well? How about this? Came into Islay prazi prazi. Don't forget, we who hold that it goes to back to Yeshua um, to the days of Mukafas Mimos Yeshua. We were relying on a pasuk on a hekesh of prazi prazi. Right, okay. So he's saying, well, you rely on that hekesh, Medina, Medina, Lamali. Why do you need Medina, Medina? To say that there's a difference between uh, walled and unwalled cities. You already have that from Prazi. So it says the Gemara, So we use, right, for us, Medina, Medina is redundant. So we say, no, it's not redundant. It is redundant, but we use it for something else. What do we learn it? Like this, We have the drasha, Medina, Medina, the redundancy of that drasha that we don't need to teach us the following. Remember, the year the year were used to say that, that, um, Shushan and other cities are different. The Medina, Medina, we learned like this. Medina, Medina extends the walled city to include all the nearby cities. So the walled city of Yushalayim will include Harnof and Ramot, right? They're all going to have Purim Yushalayim. Right? The krach and everything that's near it and everything that's going to be seen with it is going to need on krach. Ad kama. How far does that extend? The equivalent of the place chamson to tveria, namely a mill. mill. So say you get mill. So no, no, no. Uh, that why do Rabbi Yirmiya or Rabbi Chiyah say this, this specific distance between two cities? Hakamash malana. Because a mill, we don't really know how long it is until you measure from Chamsa to Tveria, and then you know. So now, three lines up from the bottom. The Amr of Yirmiya, Vizem of Chirba Once we quote of Yirmiya and possibly of Chirba Abba, we're going to do this non sequitur thing where we're going to cite all the teachings that, even if they're not related, um, that, they, that this Manda Amr had. So, an unrelated teaching as follows. Mansapach, Tsofim Amrum. What's Mansapach? It's all the endemems and the endonun. All the endo words. Oh, when I, the first time I heard that, I couldn't believe it. That's how people say it. I grew up with the idea of memsofit. Right, and nunsofit. Okay? So, it's the letters that can appear in the middle and look different when they're at the end of a word. Tsofim Amrum. What's going on here? Tsofim, Rashi explains. It's the last two words of Rashi and Bezam and Bez. The Nevi'im. Nevi'e Hadoros. So the Nevi'im instituted the idea of a mem sofit, that certain letters appear different at the end of the word. Says the Gemara, but Tisbara, does that make any sense? Valksiv, Elam, Mitzvos. You know, we did get something called the Luchos at one point. What did they look like? If you're going to tell me that there was a mem sofit, at the, that mem sofit didn't exist until the Nevi'im. And, and by the way, are they even allowed to do that, to change the, the way the, the Luchos were? There's something called the Torah that was given at Sinai. It wasn't the whole thing that maybe <laughs> kind of floated. Ah... <laughs> Wow, Binyamin must have learned Masechus Megillah at some point because he's now clairvoyant here. Let's see, let's read inside. So first of all, Elea Mitzvos is like the Torah is saying, this is it, right? This is how, this is like a very traditional document that's not supposed to be messed with. Says the Gemara says, right? A Navi can't just go and change something, change the alphabet. Mem v'samech shebeluchos, as we finally arrive at Gimel Medalef at the hopeless time of 6.08 a.m. 
Benes how you omdim. We're going to try to hopefully chisel if we to, to daf beis. But that'll be a nase. Uh, speaking of nase. Okay, so benes how you omdim. The mem and the samech, because of what? Barry, the inside of the mem and the samech has to be suspended in midair. The luchos were chiseled all the way through. We, I think we learned this in, in the kufs of Masech Shabbos when we were talking about Matan Torah. So it was miraculous, right? The Mem and the Samech needs to have that stone that represents the middle part of the donut, if you were, as it were, Lahavdil, right? It has to, has to float in order for it to be carved all the way through and through in the Luchos. Well, Samech, I understand. Samech existed at the time of the Torah. But if you're telling me Mem Sofit didn't exist until the Nevi'im, so how did the Mem Sofit float at Matan Torah? I ask you that, Max. Because uh, Max starts with a mem. So the Gemara says like this. In Mehavahavu, yeah, you're right. Both the mem sofit, let's say, and the nun and the tzaddik and the pei and the kaf, all of those existed in their final form. An unbelievable havamina. They used to be kind of random. Like when you would get the regular mem that's on Uncle Moishi's hat, and when you would get the mem sofit, that it looks like a bagel, right? It would be random. And then the, the Naveen said, you know what, let's organize this. If it's in the middle of the word, it'll look like Uncle Maishi's hat. And if it's at the end of the word, it'll look like a round thing. So now we know why there was a miracle. And really, they didn't change that much except for organize it. The Gemara, that's too much for the Gemara, though, however. The Gemara says, sof sof elah mitzvahs. Now, you can't just have Naveen decide that these are going to go at the end and these are going to go in the middle. If the Torah wanted them mixed up, it's, it's supposed to stay like that. Why? That's still too much of a chiddush to say that we're going to say only endomems at the end of, the, of, a, of a word. What did Moshe Rabbeinu say for Torah? I don't understand. That. Oh, halavai, we had Moshe Rabbeinu say for Torah. We have to look. As, you know, yesterday was Sarbatevis, and I missed an opportunity of a Dafyomi coincidence. Some say Ezra maybe was most Mordechai, because we were, right, because we were um, uh, lamenting, right, the Septuagint. And the fact that we weren't 100%, you know, we wish, halavai, we had Moshe Rabbeinu Sefer Torah, we wouldn't have these 70 different languages, and we wouldn't have some of the issues that we needed in order to narrow down what exactly, uh, what exactly it was. But, but, uh, but, but you're right. The Gemara is going to ask this. The, the, the Rishonim ask. I'm going to address Max's question in a second. Max wants to know, how do you ever forget what the Sefer Torah looks like? Don't we have a Masorah that traces all the way from Sinai? And so what, just look at the Sefer Torah. Right? So the Pnei Yeshua and others deal with the question. I'll read to you note five in the art school. The commentators deal with the question of how it was possible for such an easily verifiable piece of information to be forgotten. Seep ne Yeshua and Ritva. Oh, so it's telling you uh, that you have homework, Max. Go, go find a Pnei Yeshua. Get back to us. But it's a good question, indeed. You have to struggle with this. How are you going to lose sight of what actually happened, uh, what, what we got initially? Anyway, so Max's question uh, remains very, very strong. It's the question of the Mefarshim. But, but, but again, the question is as far, but the answer of the Gemara is, yes, it was, in fact, the way the Sefer Torah was supposed to look was that the regular mems are in the middle of the word, the endo mems and all the other endo words are at the end of the word, but we forgot somehow, which is the kasha that Max has, how did we forget? And the Nevi'im came and re- reinstated it. That's, at least in terms of Shaq how we understand. Okay. Now, Okay, another new thing by, Rabbi, by the same Amar. Targum Shatar Unklus Hager Amram Pni Rabbi Lezer Rabbi Yeshua. 
that Unklos Hager, we're going to talk about the Targum, right? We have the Hebrew, and then we have the Aramaic. So for Chumash, we have Unklos, famously. He was a Ger, famously, and he learned it all from Rabbi Ezra Yeshua. Okay. Targum Shun Leviim. So for Ksubim, we don't have, as we'll see. But Chumash, we have Unklos. For Neviim, is Yon Rasan Ben Uziel. Amr Pei Chagai Zacharyim Malachi. He learned it from the famous last Neviim, Chagai Zacharyim Malachi, and Yon Rasan Ben Uziel learned it. Says the Gemara, and he's Nazar, it's Israel, Arba Amos Parsa, Arba Amos Parsa, which is Mepharshim explained is the entire area. In other words, this was an earth shattering, literally thing, when he came up with the Targum Yonasan Ben Uziel for Navi. And the whole world shook because it was just too much. Yats the Baskal Verambra, me who's that Shagila Star of Neodim. Wait a second, who goes there that is revealing all the secrets to humans? He stands up on both two feet and says, That was me. I revealed your secrets to humans. And by the way, you should know Hashem. I didn't do it for my Lichvodi Asisi. I didn't do I didn't do it for my own right Kavod, and not for my family name. I did it for your glory, Hashem. As Rashi explains, if everybody is going to argue on what the Psukim mean, so then there's going to be Machlokas. So again, Yonasan bin Uziel is a parish that explains what the Navi means. Aye, why was this an earth-shattering event and Unklos was not an earth-shattering event? The Gemara will ask. Let's see. By the way, Yonasan bin Uziel not only was Metargeim Nach, uh, I mean, Navim rather, the Od Bikeshel Gos Targum Shel Ksuvim. He wanted to also, he had it. He had learned it. He had it in the bag. He, he, he could have told you from Chagai Zachariah Malachi what the Ksubim meant. Imagine if we understood Mishlei. Enough, enough. My time, why? Because if you look, as Rashi explains, Yitzbei Kitz Mashiach, the Sefer Daniel. And Sefer Daniel, you know when Mashiach will come. We don't want Klai to know when Mashiach will come. We want them to anticipate Mashiach every single day with anticipation and not know a specific date and therefore stop explaining Ksubim, leave it to Nevi'im. Says the Gemara, Is it true that Unklus had the Targum Shatora? What's going on here? Well, we have a Pasuk in Nehemiah that says that they read and the application of wisdom, they clarified B'mikra. This was referring to Ezra Nehemiah. In other words, Ezra Nehemiah already knew it. If Ezra Nehemiah already knew it, why do we need Nunclos? Nunclos lived way after Ezra Nehemiah, right? So now we're just going to explain this inside. That means that they understood Chumash, right? Mephorish is the Targum. And Mephorish is referring to the Targum on the Psukim. Vesom Seichel Elo Psukim. Vevinu Mikra Elo Piskei Tamim. That refers to the what? The Tamim, right? The Trop. Vyamilei Elo Hamasaurus. And that, they said, well, some say that, that the mikra is referring not to the trap, but to the proper pronunciation. Be that as it may, it sounds like that Ezra and Nehemiah already had everything. They had the, the, the parish, the trap, everything. And that's way before Inklis. Says the Gemara, Shachum Bechazer just like it said before by the last letters, that the, that, that Targum was forgotten and it was Inklis who brought it back and therefore he's given the credit. So now the Gemara has, Mashnai da Raisa Deloiz why was the Targum of Nevi'im so earth-shattering where that of Chumash not? Says the Gemara, Well, the actual Unklus is a parish, meaning it's a translation. When you look at the Psukim and Chumash, 
we know what they mean. If you knew the, if you knew biblical Hebrew, you would know what it means. Uklus is just translating. When it comes to Nevi'im, some things are obvious and clear. Some things are satum. Some things are ambiguous. And therefore, by definition, when you're translating, you're actually giving a parish. Like it could mean this, it could mean that. The translation will resolve something and therefore it's actually giving it away, the real meaning. It's supposed to have some sort of hidden meaning. And now the Gemara gives a wild example of this. Okay, let's take a what seems like a random pasuk in Zechariah, and it says, Alright, just seems like, on that day there's going to be a great hesped, like the morning of Hadrimon in the valley of Megiddon. Now, <laughs> as it so happens, there was no hesped of Hadrimon in the valley of Megiddon. So what does that pasuk even mean? Says the Gemara, If it weren't for Targum, I wouldn't even know what this pasuk means, because there was no such hesped. Now I know what it means is like this. The Targum, if you look at the Targum, you'll see. That there was a misbed, there was two Hespedim. One was the Hesped in Yerushalayim, like Achav ben Omri. Who was killed by Hadrimon, the son of Tavrimon in Ramoskilad. And the second misbed was the one of Yeshua ben Amon. Who was killed by Paro, the lame, in the valley of Megiddo. And that, all of that is embedded in the Pasuk. You would never know. Can you imagine? The earth shook. Like me and Birnbaum were trying to respectfully say, who cares? Meaning, <laughs> the earth shook. It was earth shattering. Because the Pasuk, you don't understand. And it just shows you the power of every word in Tanakh. Right? We don't understand. It sounds like there was one Hesped. Really, there was two Hespedim. Wow. But really, every word is so impactful. We don't still know what it means, like what we're supposed to get out of this. But apparently, there's some meaning to the fact that there was two separate Hespedim, and we would never even know that there was two separate Hespedim, or what the Pasuk means without the Targum. And that's earth-shattering indeed. Wow. Says the Gemara. Okay, so that's Targum. Now let's go on to another statement by Revere Meyer Baraba. So, you look at the, at the aforementioned Pasuk of Daniel, which if we understood, we would know where Mashiach would come. But we don't understand because Daniel is in Ksubim and the Targum was withheld. Anyway, what does the Pasuk say? It says, I saw, I, Daniel, Veraisi Ani, Daniel. He's referring to himself. I saw the Mar'eh. He saw a very, very, right, esoteric vision of four faces, all this, right, that nobody else saw. I believe that... Um, that Rabbi uh, Shore, what was it? Was it? Spoke about this at uh, at our seum for for uh, Rosh Hashanah. Anyway, it doesn't matter. It, it was it was the vision of Daniel. Okay, and what and he says, "Vanashim me." They didn't see it, but they were also scared. Anashim, the Gemara asks, "Who were these people who were with him who didn't see the vision, but was were, but really got like the full?" fear instilled in them from the fact that the vision was happening. So again, only Daniel saw the vision, but he was with a crew and that crew all got scared as well like him. So who are these people? The last of the Nevi'im. This is a statement of which is what it's doing here. They were with him. They also got scared. Well, says these Nevi'im were in some way superior to him to Daniel, and in certain ways, Daniel was superior to them. 
as the Gemara explains, Well, they were superior to him because they were Nevi'im, and he was not. Yeah, but he was superior to them in a sense because he saw this vision of Daniel, uh, that it's called, and they did not see that vision. Now, wait a minute. How did he see the vision if he's not a Navi? So the Mepharshim explained. The Navi just means there were a lot of Nevi'im, so to speak. In other words, just because you're a Navi doesn't mean you see everything, right? You could be a Navi and not see everything. And however, Navi technically means that Hashem gave you a message. Navi is from Niv's Fasayim. You're relating information, right? So a Navi relates a message. Daniel had visions, just like a lot of Nevi'im, so to speak, prophets had visions, but he was never asked to relate a specific prophecy to Klal Yisrael. That was an esoteric prophecy that only he saw. Uh, and say, ah, so it says like this. But that, that's a difficulty. If they didn't see it, so again, and just because they didn't see it doesn't mean they're not Nevi'im. A Navi doesn't see everything with clarity. A Navi sees whatever Hashem wants him to see. Okay, but it still doesn't mean he's not a Navi. So, but the Gemara asks, Yeah, but if Chagaz Melachi didn't see the vision, why were they so scared? Answers the Gemara, Even though they didn't see it, their representative angels or their mazel or subconscious saw it. Sometimes you feel it in the room, right? And they felt something big in the room. Learn from this that if you ever become scared, if you ever feel like a nisht git, some people call it, or that feel of pending doom or dread, just know that you may not be consciously seeing it, but your neshama or something is seeing it. Your mazel is seeing it. Okay. So the Gemara says, What should you do when you have such a feeling? Uh, so the Gemara says, Likri Kriyashma. Right? This is obviously if you don't have a Patronus, Binyamin, right? Then you're supposed to then, then say Kriyashma. This is before, obviously, Harry Potter. You should say, Likri Kriyashma. Uh, Barry's looking at me like, expect a Patronum? What are you talking about? Okay, Likri Kriyashma. You should say Kriyashma. And if you're standing in a dirty place, which obviously you're not allowed to say Kriyashma, yeah, jump four amos from your place. Uh, right? Avoid the shade. Say the Kriyashma. But if you don't have that uh, agility, then say the following uh, sort of incantation or words that the goat at the slaughterhouse is fatter than me. Meaning, tell the shade or whoever, what do you want from me? There's, there, you have bigger fish to pick on someone your own size. Okay? <laughs> so it's a certain things that you could say. I, I'm not here to um, tell you what Andrew's Patronus is, but since he's putting on his villain, I don't want to uh, distract him. But I figured it out. Okay. Two dots, four lines down in the wide. Back to Megillah here. Okay? Back to Megillah's Esther. So we said, If you keep reading in the Megillah, it says that it was given out to every family. What does it mean, every family? An unbelievable halacha, guys, that you are mevatel the avodas hamikdash on Purim to read the Megillah. The Amar of Yehuda Amarav, Kohanim b'avodasan, Ulvim b'duchanan, v'Yisrael b'mamadon. Right? We just finished Meseches Tainus and we talked about the, the Kohanim did the avodah, Levim did the duchaning, and, and so to speak, the singing on the duchan, as it were, on the musical platform, the bandstand, in the Israel b'mamadon, and the mamadas of the Israelim. Kulon mevatlin avodasan, uvayin lishma mikra Megillah. Whoa! Really? Yeah. Not everybody holds this. Some hold that that's only if you 
right? It's a timing thing. Like we said in the in Masechus Brachos, when you have to learn Torah and you have Kriyashma, if you have enough time for both, but the Gra and others hold, literally, the Korban Tamid was Mavutol on Purim, which is like incomprehensible, okay? That's an unbelievable limud, that all the Mishpachos would stop and drop everything, literally everything, even the Kohanim would stop the Yavodos HaMikdash for Mikra Megillah. Wow! Says the Gemara, Kulan Rivatlan Vodasan Von Lishma Mikra Megillah. Sumikan Samchushal Bais Rabbi Shimavatlan Talmator Von Lishma Mikra Megillah. Based on this, we learned an, uh, a related idea that if you're in the base Medish, you stop learning and, and you go to learn Megillah. Kavachomer Meavoda. We learn the Kavachomer from the Avoda. Uma Avoda. Shehi Chamur Mevatlina Talmator Lokol Shekain. So just like you're going to be mevatel avoda, you're going to be mevatel tamator. Ask Gemara. Wait a minute. We're going to see that it's hard to say that the avoda is more chamer. It's more important to do the avoda in the base mikdash and tamator. We're going to have to continue tomorrow with the example of Yehoshua in Yericho. and we're going to say how how that story implies the importance. Of Talmatar. We'll start tomorrow with the importance of Talmatar at the very bottom of Gimel Amid Aleph and hopefully make headway without Andrew distracting us. No offense, Andrew, I'm, I'm just kidding. We're going to try to show you and make you proud while you're in your uh, trip in San Antonio. We're going to try to chisel away and catch up by Shabbos. Everybody had a good day.